I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that gives a quick look at something that happened a long time ago today. I'm Gabe Luzier, and this episode, we're talking about the high cost of a very specific crime of fashion. The day was September 13th, 1922. In New York City, a group of teenage boys grabbed the straw hats of some factory workers, stomped them flat on the sidewalk, and then ran like mad. Later that evening, the boys did the same thing to some dock workers. But this time, the hat wearers fought back. The ensuing brawl grew so large, it stopped traffic on the Manhattan Bridge, and police had to be called in to break it up. The following day, the New York Times reported that, quote, scores of rowdies on the east side and in other parts of the city started smashing hats. Police reserves were called out, straw hat bonfires were started, and seven men were convicted of disorderly conduct in the men's night court. And here's the thing. As wild as all that sounds, the straw hat riot was just getting started. By now, though, you're probably wondering, what's with all the hat smashing? To answer that, we have to talk a little about men's fashion in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. At the time, buildings didn't have air conditioning or central heating, so menswear tended to follow a seasonal shift 
going from heavier fabrics in the fall and winter to lighter fabrics in the spring and summer. This changeover also applied to hats. Most men of the time wore hats every day, typically felt ones, but they would switch to straw hats in the summer as a way to stay cool. Over time, an unwritten rule emerged, similar to the idea that you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day. In this case, a man could only don his straw hat between May 15th and September 14th. When the 15th rolled around, it was time to switch back to felt hats for another eight months. This became such an accepted norm that a tongue-in-cheek New York Times article proclaimed that any man who wore a straw hat past the cutoff date was, quote, a communal enemy and a potential subverter of the social order. In most cities, wearing a straw hat out of season made a man appear unrefined or careless, and it may have gotten him some judgmental looks from strangers, but in New York City... Non-compliance with the straw hat mandate was a much more serious offense. There, if a man hadn't switched back to a felt hat on September 15th, he was practically begging for someone to yank it off his head and stomp it to bits. But in 1922, this annual hat-snatching tradition went from annoying to dangerous. If you'll recall, the straw hat riot began on September 13th of that year, a full two days before the universally accepted cutoff for wearing straw hats. For whatever reason, the hat smashers of New York got an early start that year, and this violation of the rules prompted a violent response from men whose hats should have been off-limits for two more days. Despite pushback from law enforcement, the chaos continued night after night for a solid week. The roving gangs of hat hunters moved from the east side to the upper west side, where as many as a thousand boys and young men were said to have gathered, grabbing and stomping straw hats wherever they found them. To make that job easier, many of the attackers carried sticks lined with nails so they could hook the hat right off a stranger's head and then crush it flat in one smooth motion. But, since encounters usually turned violent, The sticks were just as often used to beat the victim, not just his hat. Dozens of arrests were made over the course of that week. Some of the perpetrators were fined $5 for illegal hat smashing. Others were jailed for assault. The younger delinquents arguably incurred a harsher punishment. According to the New York Tribune, when one lieutenant caught some young kids smashing hats, he, quote, invited the boys' fathers to come to the station and spank them. No word on if the dads took him up on the offer, but I'm sure the kids would have much preferred the fine. This was not the city's finest hour, needless to say, but it was a very profitable one for hat stores. They reportedly stayed open late that week and made a small fortune selling felt hats to men desperate to ditch their straw ones. Things finally calmed down by the end of September, but the hat-smashing custom continued for another few years, including one fateful day in 1924 when a man actually died in defense of his straw hat. One year later, in 1925, President Calvin Coolidge dared to wear his straw hat on September 18th, well past the cutoff date. 
Once the commander-in-chief had rejected the rule, the rest of the country followed suit, and hat-smashing became a thing of the past, for the most part. Soon, straw hats would fall out of fashion entirely, and then the Great Depression would start, making everyone pine for the days when the biggest thing to worry about was whether you were wearing the right hat. I'm Gabe Lusier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. If you'd like to tell me which hat you'd most like to smash yourself, you can write to me at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.